Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Thursday morning, this segment brought to you by Malvern Retreat House. Visit Malvern Retreat House, the nation's largest Catholic retreat house located in Chester County. Malvern Retreat House hosts men and women retreats, couples retreats, spiritual direction, recovery retreats, and more. Retreat from the noise and hear God's voice at malvernretreat.com. You'll be hearing my voice for another 55 minutes because the Dawn Show comes up at 10 o'clock. We'll find out what's on tap for her program, who on Twitter today, Cut Sheet Part Do, and our morning mystery movie clip, all still on the way. 855-839-1210 if you want to jump in on the conversation. So we have some charges to get to. Uh, and then also, an interesting story uh, written about the self-checkout concept at stores, which I have a... Um, a love-hate relationship with, oh. so we will we will discuss this okay. uh, specifically at the uh, local giant that I go to. But before that, let's get to the charges, and we got to get to our buddy Jamal Bowman, Squad Dem, who has finally been criminally charged for pulling the fire alarm inside the Capitol. Uh, Bowman was charged in Washington D.C. Superior Court yesterday with a misdemeanor count of falsely pulling the alarm following that investigation by Capitol Police. The alarm also prompted an investigation by the House Administrative Committee. Uh, The New York rep faces a maximum of six months in jail if convicted on the charge. But before we all take a victory lap, let's all kind of point out what will actually be playing out here and what has already been agreed to, uh, as he has essentially already taken a plea bargain. And the assistant attorney general, Peter Saba, has agreed to withdraw the charge against Bowman if he apologizes and pays a fine of $1,000, which he had claimed yesterday that's already been agreed to. But he is expected to turn himself in this morning, a lot like Donald Trump had to do, right? Arraignment coming up at 9.30. He's going to be mugshotted, fingerprinted, booked, the whole charade. And um, it'll at least go down on paper, on record, that this man uh, committed a crime. And um, he's not going to have to do any time. And I'm sure $1,000 probably means very little to Mr. Bowman. Uh, but finally, a little, uh, I'm not going to call it a pound of flesh. But, um, you know, you get your moment of, aha, good. Because we, we know the way it would be if it was a Republican that did that. But again, it just I think it really just highlights how silly and how absurd his defense was. He, I remember this. A spokesperson for Bowman, who is a part of the House Progressive Caucus, told Forbes at the time that Bowman, quote, did not realize he had triggered a fire alarm, but rather that he was rushing to make an urgent vote on the continued resolution to fund the budget. Remember, the government was going to shut down, uh, adding that the second-term representative, quote, regrets any confusion. This was a total nonsense BS story, BS excuse. And remember, we played it for you on the cut sheet. Remember we had the, the video and the, the still photo of the fire alarm with the door on the wall, the whole bit. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm telling you, Democrats are so arrogant that they'll just give you any... No, 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 go. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were going to say something. They they will just give you any ridiculous, like Corrine Jean Pierre. Oh, I I I didn't hear the question. Like, wait, wait, wait. No, we're talking about hate crimes against Israelis, and you're you immediately flip it to Islamophobia. They don't even care if you believe their story or not. You're just supposed to take what they say as gospel and never challenge them or question them again. Yeah, and he doesn't have to confess 
to anything. He yep. doesn't have to. And it, the issue is not the misdemeanor of pulling the, the fire alarm. The issue is what you brought up, Nick Hale, and mm-hmm. that's what Republicans had said. He clearly wanted to delay that vote. That's yes. what he was doing. And isn't that part of the whole, quote-unquote, insurrection argument, yeah. that you are you are intercepting and halting Congress from a vote from doing its job yep. and from its official business? And so isn't that a federal crime? Right. If he were a Republican, to answer your question— Oh, my goodness, this would be, oh, they'd have Liz Cheney heading up the committee and trying to stop the government and Mm -hmm. insurrection and every other charge and facing 30 years behind bars. Yeah, Peter asked on the YouTube chat brings up the point that we've been saying since this incident happened. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a bogus excuse. They only show the video still. No actual video to see actions before and after pulling the alarm. That's my that was our take on this show from the very beginning that if if you see him pulling the fire alarm and you see an expression of oh, no, what did I just do? Then maybe you believe Then maybe somehow. you can believe us. Yeah, that, thank you, Daniel. If you're watching right now on the YouTube video, you can see him turning himself in. Yep. Uh, to, He's carrying <laughs> the, a book bag. To the authorities Now, yesterday. is that a Kevlar book bag? Uh, yeah, it's, I don't know. Yeah, see, there, he pulls the fire, but you only see that still image. You right. don't see any other, and you know there's, vi- obviously there's video. Of course, there's the camera staring right down at him. So why are we not seeing the other right. reactions to this? Because that would be, by the way, if his if if his um if his reaction was shock, yeah. you know that would have been plastered well, the, everywhere. The video right? would pretty much give us his intent. Exactly. Yes. Yes. And and all we see is a still image. So right. we're not seeing the full picture here. So to Darth's point, yeah, this is this this clearly to me is him trying to stop a vote. Well, and, mm-hmm. l- and l- let's bring up this question. Remember the tapes for January sixth. Remember when Tucker Carlson under the Freedom of Information Act, was able to obtain those tapes. Yep. And everybody was asking, like, wow, did I mean, so could I get those? And Tucker Carlson was like, oh, I don't see why not. We yeah. just asked for them. So why why are there, and I'm going to call out Republicans here, why are we not having Republicans in Congress uh, get the, the Freedom of Information, or whatever they call it, to get the video footage mm-hmm. of what he did? Yep. It, it's a great, uh, that... I stand by that. It, it, his reaction after he pulls it tells the entire story. And 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 there's, in my opinion, if 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 that video exists, which we know it does, mm-hmm. and exonerated him, it would be everywhere. Right. So yeah. c- clearly, it it exists and it doesn't. So they're kind of just showing the still picture over and over again. Right. And, and it's wh- just one of these things that just gets dumped mm-hmm. and people just forget about of it. Of course. That's and I'm right. guilty of it too. I like when the news came down yesterday that he surrendered, and I, I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot about that story." Right. Yeah, because we just move on to the next thing we we're do. outraged about or distracted yep. by. Yeah, eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. The number. Uh, let me grab John. He's got some thoughts on this, and he's in Wildwood. John, good morning. How are you? Boy, I'm doing fantastic. Um, two things. Yep. Also, in the videos, they don't show the pre-video of him ripping down the signs talking about the fire that is a that is a fire alarm that's one and this morning him himself said that after three months it gets expunged yes it gets taken off so there's no there's no written document of it ever happening after three months yeah well it's going to be like your typical first time offender where if you follow the rules you uh i think he's on he can't commit another crime in the next three months and if he doesn't and he pays his fine it goes away right Capitol Police that did their investigation, this is what they came up with. This is, oh, it was a mistake. 
Mm-hmm. Really? So like, so like, do you start believing what the Capitol Police ever ever get involved with anymore either? Like, no. this is so dirty. Yep. Also, I don't know if you, the, the uh, supposedly the uh, the Democrats are going crazy over this new Speaker of the House and how he's an insurrectionist and he was a, he he thought that the vote, there was voter fraud going on and all this. But they don't talk about Hakeem Williams, or the guy, that the Democratic leader, Jeffries. going nuts and talking yeah. about about when Trump became president. Oh yeah, you know how how that was the Russians and all that stuff. Yeah. He wasn't an insurrectionist or an election denier. Well, the election denier stuff, and we played you the the uh, the audio montage. We have a ten minute version and a twenty minute version of Democrats denying elections for fifteen years. We've got the tape with Hillary on there, with uh, Stacey Abrams. Uh, you go on down the list of people. So, um, you know, two can play that game, and we've played you that before, but we won't have the time to play it all this morning. Uh, let me grab another uh, call here uh, on the fire alarm concept. Tom in Woodbury is next. Tom, you go right ahead. Yeah, how you doing? Uh, the video should show that he either pulled the alarm before he grabbed the door or after. He's claiming the door was locked, and that's when he pushed the button. I know. And why does so he the think video, that? Why does he think that pulling a fire alarm is going to open a door? Nobody thinks that. <laughs> nobody. No. Thinks nobody that. does. No. Exactly. But to your so point, if the video if you, there is one. It may show him not even grabbing the door to try to open it, just pulling the for, for, you know, the the fire alarm. Yeah. Go ahead, Don. Yeah. I was I was doing like silent miming hand motions as you were talking because you're right. The if you can see the sign. It actually says fire, and then it says you have to push in and pull down. So it's not that he, oh, I accidentally, it's a two, it's a, it's two motions on that device that's not on the door to the side of the door. Yep. So that further shows, I mean, I know this is absurd because clearly we know he wanted to delay the vote, <laughs> but I'm just saying not for nothing. I have to go through the motion of this. Yeah. He had to push this in. Yep. Then pull it down. And then go through the door. Come on already. I mean, you're saying push down and pull out. What did you say? You have to push. You have to push it in. You want to pound it. Oh, can. oh boy. And then do like a dry rub. Oh, uh, we have another. We have another sound bite. For Sorry, you I had to set you up for that one. Though. It was just too easy. Just, he got yeah, me. He got, he got me again. <laughs> yeah. And we got Bowman. Uh, but of course, you know, at the end of the day, this will come off his record and it'll act as if it was never uh, an occurrence. Um, but there you go. Uh, let's get to the other charge. This is great. Um, so, you know, you're gathered around the, f- the dining room table one night and you and your husband or you and your wife, and we got 10 grand. What, what do you want to do? Where are you going to take a trip to? Uh, what do you think about Atlantis? I think Atlantis would be a nice trip, Betsy. Uh, it's, it's cold. It's February. Atlantis is beautiful. Uh, what about Vegas, Phil? You know, gamble a little bit. Not bad. Okay. Uh, well, we've always wanted to go to Disney. Yeah, that's okay. A little woke, but all right, Disney. Oh, wait a minute, honey. How about, scratch all those ideas off. For 10 grand? We can have an evening with Dr. Anthony Fauci. Yeah. Can you imagine? Can you believe the man who says, I am science? And if you don't listen to me and believe me, then you are a science denier. Well, it is true. Coming up on Wednesday, November 22nd, 2023. I feel like I'm getting ready to read out the the prize for the morning mystery clip. (laughs) Uh, The St. Joseph's Healthcare Foundation in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, uh, is proud to have the opportunity to spend an ungodly amount of money to simply be in the presence of the great and powerful wizard of misinformation himself. Yes, an evening with Dr. Anthony Fauci. Now, for those that are wondering, if you really want to spend the night with Mr. Science, Mm. 
Individual tickets start at just $300. Wow. But prices rise quickly and dramatically from the entry-level point of $300. And if you want to meet the man who helped in helped usher in pointless, ineffective lockdowns, you'll have to pay up to $10,000. Ten grand to meet Tony Fauci. Wow. Uh, let me just say this. Yeah. You know, we realized how narcissistic he was, how so self-righteous and self-absorbed he was, and... You know, it felt like for two and a half years, and it didn't feel like it It was two and a half years, he was plastered on our televisions. He became the face of the COVID-19 pandemic and was billed and advertised as your one solution out of it. You know, get vaxxed to stop the spread, flatten the curve. And, you know, it, if you're going to congregate, as he loves to say, congregate in family, large family gatherings around the holidays, you know, maybe you should wear a mat and all this. And this guy is actually going to be available at the rate of... Like, he's like... What does he think he is? Like, an OnlyFans model? <laughs> like, who the hell would spend ten grand for in Canada, no less? Well, you bring up a, a very interesting point about that, where I agree it's absurd. I don't know who's spending ten grand for this. But, you know, the holidays are coming up. Thanksgiving, Christmas, all that stuff. Are we going to have a another... Uh, you know, uh, uh, message from Doctor. Like, is he gonna be plastered all over the TV again? Saying, might, might "Well, you know, Thanksgiving, right uh, everybody, everybody, everybody congregates, and you know, make sure you wear a mask." And then schools after Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. are they gonna be? You know what I mean? Are, are they gonna, gonna have be required? A five, five day precautionary period post yeah. Thanksgiving? Wear your mask. I'm just saying, it's uh, this is all coming up. So I'm I'm wondering, four years removed from this, if we're still gonna do this dog and pony show he's going to be doing a speaking engagement and uh talking about children's health education and society at large wow i just wonder if he's raising money for the uh anthony fauci defense fund because remember (laughs) senator Rand paul had you know referred referred him to the justice department for the investigation on all those what was that less well initially it was what a year ago but then he renewed it about this past summer yep it feels like he still years has ago. Him, but... He still has him in his crosshairs. So... He hasn't let Fauci out yet. Yeah, yeah. Senator Rand Paul, love that guy when he goes after Fauci. <laughs> and I, and as I've said, I, I think Fauci has perjured himself four or five different times. And you know, it was just so outrageous that you had guys like Doctor Robert Redford and very well esteemed people that arrived at Redfield, diff- not Robert. Red, yeah, Redfield. <laughs> what I said, Robert Redford. We knew Robert what you Redford. Meant. <laughs> Somebody different. Oh man, I'm sorry. Hold on. Anyway, <laughs> that's almost as bad as uh, Joe Biden yesterday when he botched uh, the phrase "one step for man and one giant step for mankind" or whatever the phrase goes, and <laughs> he got it wrong again. Um, but yeah, you had Redfield, and kinda like you just did, yeah, kind of like I just did. But I'm not the president of the United States. Um, like Redfield was, you know, of the belief that this was, you know, a lab creation, and then you had, you know other virologists and epidemiologists that looked at this stuff and you know if you didn't if you didn't fall in line with fauci's conclusion you were deemed to be some incompetent radical and i'm like wait a minute this guy is just as accomplished as tony fauci i mean that's that's like you know going to see somebody for a broken leg getting a second opinion and the the second doctor has a different thought and, and one of them is like discredited because he's got a different conclusion I mean, I thought that was the point of science, to kind of challenge things and hypothesize and theorize about, you know, what caused what and how do we eradicate something. But, 
you know, Fauci became the poster boy legitimately. Like he he told us that's the arrogance of the guy. I am science. Like you are science. You're a paid bureaucrat. I mean, look, you're accomplished, no doubt about it. Retired now. Yeah, yeah. But he. That was another point that I think it was Senator Rand Paul made that he somehow has worked out a deal where he still is technically a consultant. Yeah. And the reason for that, according to you know some, is that it makes then the government would have to pay for his defense. Mm-hmm. Right, because he knows it's coming. Well, he's still lurking, a lot like Mm -hmm. Obama is still lurking around the Biden administration. These guys never really go away. You know, trust me, they they get their message in there when they need to. All right, uh, nine twenty one. We'll get to the uh, self checkout story as we wrap up at the bottom of the hour. But it is time for the morning mystery movie clip. And now the morning mystery movie clip on Kalen Company Talk Radio twelve ten WPHT. I'd uh, like to ask a few questions about this breakfast cereal. Uh, yeah, yeah, box of tricks. <laughs> That's right. I've been led to understand that tricks are exclusively for children. Cigarette rabbit? Well, I, I mean, they say uh, tricks are for kids in the commercials. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And is that enforced by law? Uh, not to my knowledge, no. So if I purchase these tricks, there'll be no trouble? No. You should be fine. You do understand that I myself am not a child. I I was able to sniff that out, yeah. Okay, I'm going to bring these back to my apartment. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, you'll you'll be okay. (laughs) Think you know what it is? Be call at 12 at 855-839-1210, and you could win this great prize. Oh, today's prize, as well as tomorrow, a $50 gift card to the Metro Diner. If yeah. you are caller 12, 855-839-1210, caller 12, 855-839-1210, $50 gift card to the Metro Diner. See if we get our winner on the other side. And self-checkout, is it worth it? The pros and cons for retailers and shoppers. Kale and Company, back after this on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's Kale and Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. You got to do this. What a great time of year to end October on a high note right now. You still have time to find yourself that newer certified pre-owned vehicle from my friends at the Piazza Auto Group. Yeah, did you know Piazza... They carry more than 1,200, 1,200 pre-owned vehicles at any given time. So um, actually, my stepson, Jonathan, is the latest when he calls me. He's like, hey, you've got a guy, right? I'm like, well, not just a guy. The Piazza family, really. The power of the Piazza Auto Group. And that's why it's so important because it's not just about the brands that I talk about all the time, like my Honda minivan, which I definitely am working to unload trade in for something new or nick talks about his honda ridgeline or my son michael's great experience with locally honda philadelphia honda piazza philadelphia with his new honda civic or you know acura mazda hyundai volkswagen i'm pretty i'm talking about pretty much anything else that you see out on the road and you say gosh i, I wish i would love to test drive that i'd love to i'd love to own that vehicle that's the the power of the Piazza Auto Group. They've got that kind of selection. Just, first of all, start here. Visit PiazzaAutoGroup.com, P-I-A-Z-Z-A, AutoGroup.com, then search their pre-owned inventory or for the dealer nearest you. Make sure you tell them Dawn sent you. Thursday morning. Beautiful day today. Going to be beautiful for the next couple of days. Uh, But right now, unfortunately, 
I think we stumped the audience. I think Anthony Dorenzo found a tough one for the crowd, for I the mean, listeners. The voice? I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I know what it is. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, I'm not eligible for the $50 gift card. You're not, no. <laughs> so we will uh, run back the movie clip for you right now. And if you can be the first one in yep. with the correct answer at 855-839-1210, you will get the $50 gift card to the Metro Diner if you can identify this clip right here. A few questions about this breakfast cereal. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, box of tricks. That's right. I've been led to understand that tricks are exclusively for children. Is that correct? Well, I, I mean, they say... Uh, Tricks are for kids in the commercials. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And is that enforced by law? <laughs> uh, not to my knowledge, no. So if I purchase these tricks, there'll be no trouble? No. no. You, you, sh- you should be fine. You do understand that I myself am not a child. I, I was able to sniff that out, yeah. Okay, I'm going to bring these back to my apartment. Uh, yeah, yeah, you'll, you'll be okay. There we go. Okay. First caller, 855-839-1210 is the number. You get the $50 gift card to the Metro Diner. So, interesting story in USA Today. Today. Is self-checkout worth it? The pros and cons for retailers and shoppers alike. Uh, They talk about one lady. Her name is Julie. She is a 50-year-old real estate agent that says they glitch too often, and she worries that the technology is making checkout more difficult for the elderly and the visually impaired. And while she's used to dealing with unmanned kiosks during trips to larger chains like Walmart and Albertsons, she's disappointed to see them popping up at the local grocery store in her hometown of Newcastle, Wyoming, town of just over 3,000 people. She told the USA Today, quote, they just aggravate me. If I'm going to be checking myself out, I want a discount because that means you're not paying an employee to check me out. Uh, Although opinions on self-checkouts are mixed, many retailers are leaning into the technology. Some Kroger supermarkets, which uh, you have down in the South, are operating entirely via self-checkout. Kohl's earlier this year announced plans to add self-checkout kiosks to 250 stores. I'll just say this. I don't think self-checkout is remotely convenient, nor do I think it's faster than getting in line and waiting for a human being. Agreed. I swear to God, every time I go to Giant, if I get like four, even if I only need three or four items, much less the normal shopping list, I swear I scan and then um, maybe I put it in the bag too quickly or it's not (laughs) enough weight laying down on it. And then it, it has like the alert sign, please remove item from bag or click to have um you know customer service come over and they always have one person you know standing near like the exit of the self checkout just so you don't commit theft and steal anything and then they got to come over and swipe their badge and do the whole charade i don't know about you guys but i i can't stand it anymore and my local giant in bluebell i would argue there's a, a little section that has six of the self checkouts and then they've converted what used to be like aisles ten or uh, yeah aisle ten nine eight and seven of the checkout. They've converted those into self checkout. So they only have about six or seven actual spots where a human could be running the register. And even like on, and I get it like Tuesday Wednesday it's not a big grocery shopping day at eleven in the morning. Um, but I go in there and there's only one person actually using the you know normal old school way with a, a person working there and even on a saturday occasionally i'll do my grocery shopping on a weekend like an idiot because that's when everybody goes and there's only two people running these i i don't know about you guys i don't find them convenient at all 
I and here's the other thing too. I will never use self checkout when it's the full grocery list. When I've got 35 items yeah. in my in my thing, it, it would take me all day. I agree with you. I, I don't understand. There's no convenience to them. If I'm just running in for three or four things, and yeah, self checkout is the way to go. But yes. if I have more than that, um, then I'm I'm always going to uh, human. Yes, because they are uh, qu- usually quicker. The- Two things. Yeah. First of all, I let I have it. I have it down. I can have a cart full of stuff. The key is. You don't even take it out of the cart. You get the little hand thing, the little laser thing, and you just point to everything in your cart. Yeah. And that way you're not take it's it it is so efficient. And then I have my big like IKEA, those big blue IKEA bags in the back of uh-huh. my minivan. Right. So I never take the stuff out of the cart. I just <laughs> with the, right and boom, I'm done in the self checkout, go out to the car mm-hmm. and then I load it into the back of the car. Okay. So you never have to bag it. All it's right. like so convenient. But the other thing is, have you been to an one of the new Amazon places? No. You go in, and some people do the palm read. I don't do that thing. But you use your credit card or, or your phone, whatever. Okay. You go in. They do it by weight. So you put everything in your cart, and then you just leave. Really? You never check out. It's weird. Don't they, like, scan your head or something like that? No, like, they... Like, no, they can, scan your head. They... You can... Eat, some of them you can put a credit card in, or you you can scan your phone, or some people have it, so because they've already, like, at the Citizens Bank Park, where mm-hmm. I guess they've done... I don't know if they do facial recognition right, or your right, palm. Right, But, so it, you choose the technology, mm-hmm. but once you get in through that gate with your payment method, yeah. then you load up your cart, there are cameras everywhere, Everything in your cart, you just walk out with it. You never say bye-bye, never see a human. QJ brings up a really good point that I always struggle with on uh, on the YouTube chat. He says, only place I try to use self-checkout is Walmart because I buy Gatorade and other bulk-heavy items. The tables they have for after-checkout items is not is never big enough. I agree with that. Okay. They have those, you know, mm-hmm. it's basically like those like little counters that come yeah. out that are th- like this big. Yeah. And they can never hold everything you want them to hold. So is he just basically getting, gra- um, grabbing the scan gun and shooting it himself in his thing so he doesn't have to pick it back up? Well, I don't know where you guys are going, but I don't have that option of scan gun. I wish I had it. Sam's are you called- sure? Sam's no, does that. I go to Wise uh, there in Huntington Valley, and uh-huh. that's a really that's, yeah. Th- there's no see. I don't think this has ever been about convenience, though. This is, I think, a cost cutting measure for the grocery store. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Of right. course it is. Of it, course it is. It's easier to do that than pay somebody the, whatever they're yeah. paying. Them. The problem is too is that they've. It used to be like two or three, and then like six or seven cashiers. Yes. Right. Now it's like ten and two cashiers. Right. Uh, so it. it it does make, and everybody goes to the cashier, so those lines are always longer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my son and I ran into Target yesterday just for something, and like the self checkout line, there's one cashier there. Mm-hmm. I know. Now, granted, it was five o'clock in at night, you know, or in the evening, yeah. but like there was one cashier there, and the line for the self checkout was around the building. They're, they are basically telling you, we do not want to pay people to, so you're going to have to get used to it. You see how they started it? There was like four or five of them, and now they've converted the normal checkouts into self-checkout. You're going to get to a point where they're not going to have... You know, I don't even know that they'll have... Especially a giant, 
who, uh, we're going to get to a point maybe where they don't have people like you know putting out the produce anymore. Yeah. They're going to have robots do it. Mm-hmm. They, they they already have Marty walking around scanning things already with the little digitizer like a stalker. Yeah, he's he's creepy. Yeah, he's yeah. very creepy. I don't like Marty. Yeah, Marty's very yeah. creepy. I've never met a Marty that I wasn't suspicious about. <laughs> Big stinky cheese sixty seven writes. Uh, I've never stole so much stuff in my life. It doesn't matter if it scans or not. It's still going in the bag. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's the other thing. How do you prevent? Well, like I know there's cameras there, but like, how do you prevent theft? Well, you know, it's like you have that one person standing over there, and they're just they're just there. That's got to be the worst shift imaginable at that store. You're like you're standing a giant, you're right in the self checkout aisle or in the little little box where they have six different monitors, and you just sit there and wait for somebody's um, you know scanner not to work, and then you walk over. Um, yeah, sir, uh, you gonna pull your pull your guacamole back out? They didn't register. <laughs> Here, let me swipe my badge across. <laughs> Imagine if our little girl on TikTok had to do that from nine to five. Oh my God, her she would. Can you imagine the TikTok videos? She'd blow her. She'd blow her head off. Yeah, I'm. Look, if I'm in there for three or four items, I'm cool with a self checkout. But but going in there with a like a cart full of stuff, I don't mind really the self checkout at like Wawa. Like I'll go in there if I'm if I'm grabbing two Gatorades for golf and like a a, a thing of mm-hmm. beef jerky or something. Yeah, it's convenient because every time I go in the Wawa because they're so so good and so busy, the lines like eight deep anyway to get to the cashier person. Yeah, yeah. Ken John writes, uh, Home Depot has scan guns. I agree. I I've never had a bad experience. Now again, I'm not going into Home Depot getting a cart worth of stuff. But they do have their scan guns, and it, their self-checkout is way easier than grocery stores, in my opinion. Yeah. I'm telling you, you got to go where there's a, the little scan gun. You're going to love yeah. it. Mm-hmm. And Acme, if you go on game day on Sunday, oh, yeah. you wear your whatever Eagles gear, you yeah. get 5% off the total. The Eagles! Yeah. So every game day, that's what I'm doing. There you go. At Acme, really? Acme. Wow. 5%, 5% off. 5% off on game day. Look at you. Nick, is there, is there's there no, there's no acme you, around me. No. I'm, I'm just loyal to giant. I've been a giant guy my whole life. I'm yeah. always a giant person. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I don't do the high-end grocery stores. Whole Foods. Acme has local stuff. You know what I said? I, I would did. do acme if it was near me. There's yeah, not one around. Probably what, I did it back in the day, Tammy Reed, when Coach Reed was here, and we did a piece on, I guess I was at Fox, and I went grocery shopping with her, and Acme was a sponsor. Did you? You went grocery shopping with Andy Reed's wife? With Tammy. Yeah. Really? She's a riot. What She's was that? What, was, what did that cost to check out? <laughs> Andy, <laughs> Andy's not eating lettuce. <laughs> he talked about, well, she talked about, he fries the Thanksgiving turkey. Oh, of it was course great. But ever since that, the size of them. <laughs> <laughs> but ever since that, that's, that would, that got me hooked. And yeah. I was like, oh, I'm an Acme girl. All right. Uh, we finally have our winner for the morning mystery oh my God. movie clip. Let's go to Ron. Jeez. I forgot we did this. Yes, Ron in Ridley Park. We gave out the audio uh, last Tuesday, and uh, he's got the answer. Go ahead, Ron. What movie was that? That's Ted 2. There we go. That is correct, sir. And you have a $50 gift card to the Metro Diner. So thank you so much for playing and bailing us out. Hey, no problem. No right, problem. You got it. There's Ron in Ridley Park. And uh, he'll go get some uh, good food at the Metro Diner. All right, 938, let's get to what's on the cut sheet part two. What's on the cut sheet? Hi, Gil. What's on the Cut Sheet Part News sponsored by United Tire. We love our Philly sports teams just as much as they love us cheering them on. Same goes for the great team over at United Tire. The owners make customer satisfaction their priority, working with you to get you back on the road faster. So when it comes to car service, trust United Tire. Thank you, United Tire, for sponsoring What's on the Cut Sheet Part New. Uh, this is great. <laughs> so we were talking about all this uh, anti-Israel pro 
protesting and yep. pro-Palestinian protesting that's going on in schools. This is a protest that's happening with, with a woman who is – she's demanding that everyone boycott Nike. Okay. Which, you know, okay. If for doing business in Israel. The funny thing about this is – well, I mean, that's that's important. Yeah. But what's, what's funny about this is she's boycotting it wearing uh, Nike Air Force uh, ones. <laughs> So you have to go go over to youtube.com slash at 1210WPHD if you want to see this video where she's boycotting Nike while wearing um, uh, Nike Air Force. Uh-huh. We call on you to boycott. Oh, she's got a megaphone. McDonald's, Disney, Nestle, Coca-Cola, Pizza Hut, Burger King, Pepsi, Domino's, Papa John's, Nike, Jaffe, and Airbnb, Subway, <laughs> Walmart and Dasani and the list goes on. This demonstration should make our demands clear. Yeah, you're you're clearly a hypocrite as you wear your $125 Air Force Ones. It's unbelievable. Oh. Boycott this, except oh, except know. I'm not because they they yep. they are they're a slick shoe. Yeah. By the yep. way, I have Air, Nike Air Force Ones and they are a damn good shoe. You have them? I do. You do. Uh, when I worked at Foot Locker for three years in college, we, we never, my store in the Palmer Park Mall, we never were on the list to get Air Force Ones. We would always have people coming in, hey, you have any um, fresh white Air Force Ones, the low-cut ones? Like, no, nah, man, we don't have them. We don't get them here. Got to go up to the Lehigh Valley Mall if you want them. People would be so mad. <laughs> they would be in their feelings. Uh, it's about the height of hypocrisy, though. It's so funny. I know. I know. Like, She's so triggered. You know, I, I like... I prefer Adidas, but I, you know, and I, you know, Nike's a little too far, you know, into politics, but they're all like, okay, I'm going to boycott Nike. Well, I'm going to wear Adidas or I'm going to wear Under Armour. I'm gonna, like, look, look at the tag, look where they're made, you know, find what they're about. They're all guilty of the same thing. You're not going to like, I, I don't know. There's very few brands out there that you can pivot away from. I know there's a few out there that are kind of cashing in now on, you know, the demand from, from conservatives. But like, if you try to live your life boycotting every single product, it's a tough task. It is. It, you just can't escape it. It really is. You got to pick and choose selectively. Uh, you mentioned this cut earlier. Uh, we finally have it. <laughs> Oh, for my big take? Four, four hours later. Uh, speaker. Do we call him Speaker-elect, or yeah, is he Speaker? I just call him Mr. Johnson. <clears throat> big Johnson? Big Johnson. Notch Johnson. Uh, no, I think that he's now officially the Speaker. Yeah. Speaker. Okay, right? Mr. Speaker. Uh, he calls for ending the, humani- the humanitarian and national security crisis at the border. To Road Warrior's point earlier, yes. right? You yes. guys were... We're talking about this, uh, about sealing off the border. Uh, he didn't like that, that that wasn't part of the package for supporting Israel. Or mm-hmm. uh, cut 17 here. here we, go. We, we have a catastrophe at our southern border. The Senate and the White House can no longer ignore the problem. From Texas to New York, wave after wave of illegal migrants are stressing our communities to their breaking points. We, we know that our streets are being flooded with fentanyl and all of our communities, children, and even adults are dying from it. The status quo is unacceptable. Inaction is unacceptable, and we must come together and address the broken border. We have to do it. There you go. So Alejandro Mayorkas, in three years, refused to use the word crisis. In three minutes, Mr. Johnson (laughs) used the word catastrophe, uh, and he is exactly spot on. I actually just read a story yesterday that it's so bad in New York City now, they're thinking about, and Eric Adams is going to put tents up 
in Central Park. Oh, that's going to go over really oh, well. Oh, I know. And if you've ever walked through Central Park, I mean, what? Wait, wait till you see the reaction of those people when this shows up on their lawn. Yep. Uh huh. Because and this connects to something we talked about earlier that you said, talking about the big donors, whether it's a university, whether it's a pack, whether it's you know the power of the most powerful people and who donates. Well, a lot of those donors. And the wealthiest people in the country yep. live right there. Yep. And they want to walk their little frou-frou doggy <laughs> yeah. right there. Yep. Wait until Keith Olbermann looks out of his high-rise and oh. sees tents in Central Park. <laughs> oh, man. If this issue, the, the beauty of this, this issue is going to, I think it's going to turn New York, unless they can deal with it, it's going to turn New York to vote for Republicans. This is, this is one issue that the Democrats can no longer run from. Because Amen. you have mayors in big cities and governors of prestigious states, maybe, you know, that typically vote blue or could be a battleground state that I mean, that when the governors and mayors are like begging and pleading with the administration to please do something about it, you know, it's you can no longer turn a blind eye to it. It's true. It's a very good point. Uh, yesterday, there was a, a Senate uh, Senate hearing on Biden's uh, State Department and DHS about how many um, illegal Immigrants have entered the country. Yep. Uh, Senator uh, uh, Kennedy was was asking this of the of the Biden administration. And would you be would you guys be shocked to know that they had absolutely they have absolutely no idea of how course. many how many um, illegal immigrants are coming into this country? Mm. 11, 11 here. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Uh, Mr. Morant, I love this. Um, <laughs> since President Biden's been president, uh, how many non-American citizens have come into our country illegally or on the basis of a claim of asylum? Thank you, Senator. Um, HSI is an investigative agency. Is uh, how, how, Do you know the number? <laughs> no, Senator. You're a senior member of Homeland Security, are you not? That's correct. Does anybody know the number? None of you know the number. <laughs> Try eight million. Yep, eight million is right. now of that eight million. How many were children, Mr. Morant? I don't have that number. You don't know. Does anybody know? None of you know. Isn't that special? <laughs> Isn't that special? Let's assume half. Okay, eight million is four Nebraskas. I think right? four Nebraskas. <laughs> Four new states. Mm. Let's assume, I don't think it's as high, half of them are children. H- how, many of the, h- how many of those eight million people are still here? Do any of you know? Uh, I don't know, sir. <laughs> you can answer okay. <laughs> um, how, many, how many of those eight million are claiming asylum? You don't know how many of them claim asylum and don't show up for their hearing. It's like me in a quiz that I never studied for. Yep. (laughs) How many of them claim asylum, don't show up for the hearing, and President Biden has deported them? (laughs) He's got nothing. You don't know. Oh my lord! Well, since how how many of them have claimed asylum, shown up for their asylum hearing? 
and been denied asylum. Come prepared, folks. And been yes. deported. <laughs> you don't know. You don't there know. We go. Yeah. All right. Well, since Mr. Morant is of no use to us, <laughs> I actually have the numbers here. Oh. It was 8,062,646. Now, to put that into the right context and perspective here, um, I have the population of every state in front of me. California, and this is 2023 population, California has 38,915,693 people living in their state. That's number one. Uh, Number two, 8 million less is Texas at 30,500,000, followed by Florida, New York. Pennsylvania is fifth at 12.9 million. But there are 8,062,646 illegal migrants in this country since Joe Biden took office. If you added them all up together... They would be the 13th most populated state in the country. If we gave them an entire state, they would have more people than Washington, Arizona, Tennessee, Massachusetts, Indiana, Missouri, on down the list. Wow. Wow, Nick. That really took you a long time to find that. Yes. (laughs) Mr. Morant knew he was going before Mr. Kennedy for probably two weeks. And he didn't read the book. Look, I, I, you know, I am very guilty of uh, going into classes, not prepared for things, <laughs> and the teacher asking me questions and me staring dumbly at them like I, I have no idea. Let's not even prepare. Yes. Let's not even pretend like I know. <laughs> but if it was my job yeah. to know, to know right. you know what I mean? Like right. if David Yadgroff, uh, the market manager here at Odyssey, told me, hey, uh, you know, how, how have our ratings been since uh, October yeah. of last year? Yeah. Uh, how have they gone up? Uh what day parts are doing the best? Uh, yeah. What's our revenue like? You damn well bet I, I'll have the, the answers for you. Right, that's correct. Mr. Yeah. Morant there was like one of those students sitting in a class that's yep. just praying that the teacher doesn't call on him. <laughs> Ken, Ken John writes, this guy is hoping the fire alarm goes off. Yeah, where's Jamal <laughs> Bowman at when I need him? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But, you know, to your point, uh, though, yeah. you said eight plus million came in. Yep. So just looking at the migration policy or the CBP or any numbers. Yep. So in 2019, they estimated that the unauthorized population or the illegal folks, the presence, <laughs> yep. was more than 11 million. So you're looking at upwards of nearly 20 million then when you add up yeah. the numbers. That's correct. That is correct. Uh, Kamala Harris spoke yesterday. She wants to lecture Israel. Saying uh, that we stand for the importance of understanding that we must prioritize humanitarian values. You always, uh, you know, it's just, it's so interesting to me that once Israel is on the attack and the offense, now it's now it's humanitarian issues. Yes. When they were being slaughtered by Hamas, nobody was speaking about humanitarian issues. Kamala Harris cut eight go. That we stand for the importance of understanding that we must prioritize humanitarian values. Passage of time. That the rules of war require that there be no intentional attack of civilians. Yeah. That humanitarian aid be administered. That we do all that we can to ensure that there will not be an escalation, in particular, by Iran's proxies in that region of the world. And that we hold on to the responsibility that I think we uniquely have to represent the values that are about stability in the interest of peace, and we have not abandoned, and we still are profoundly committed to a two-state solution. You know, 
I'm sorry. You know, you could put her in charge of the border. You can put her in charge of artificial intelligence, uh, environmental justice, any of these categories that she's ever been linked to. And they all should put fear into you. You should be afraid of her being in charge of really watching after your pet bird. Um, (laughs) But there's nothing that scares me more knowing that if Joe Biden and, and Joe's no bargain to begin with. But if Joe Biden doesn't wake up tomorrow, she's in charge and we're on the verge of a war. Like, that should terrify every American. Well, let me ask you guys both this question. With Joe Biden in charge, would you rather have Joe Biden or Kamala Harris in charge of what's happening right now in the Middle East? I'm just... If I have to choose I'm one, throwing I, I'm, it, I'm, I'm taking, thro- just taking Joe by default. I'm throwing it out there. It's like the lesser of two incompetence. <laughs> I mean, you know, Joe, Joe's a... Joe can't put a sentence together because he's 81 and he's losing it mentally. Kamala yeah. is still uh, very healthy. And I, every time she speaks, I'm trying to figure out what the hell she's saying. Uh, real fast here. We have time to get these in. Joe, uh, Joe Biden held a press conference uh, yesterday. And in typical Joe Biden fashion, he, he, he got a bunch of facts wrong and <laughs> a bunch of things he shouldn't have said. Uh, we start with cut four here, Daniel. I want to thank the, Israeli, uh, the Israelis and the Palestinian, excuse me, and President Sisi of Egypt. <laughs> he just doesn't, he doesn't, uh, the Israelis, Palestinians, uh, yeah, 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 not the Palestinians, sorry. Right, but All we right. got to hear about when Trump botched up Turkey and Hungary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. he also would, uh, would like us to know that Hamas does not represent the ma- the vast majority of the Palestinian people. These these guys, everybody steps all over themselves yep. to, and we did the same thing. We did the same thing after nine eleven too. Yeah. We all have to step over ourselves. Like, well, it's not the it's not the majority of these people. Right. Like, let's not let's not jump to conclusions. Why are we here. always coddling the bad it guy? It does seem like we do that. Do- yeah, doesn't it? Cut five. We also have to remember that Hamas does not represent. Let me say it again. Hamas does not represent. The vast majority of the Palestinian people on the Gaza Strip or anywhere else. Okay, thank you. Well, thank you very much for clarifying that, Joe. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this yesterday. I broke last night, but it appears that uh, the Israelis are delaying the ground invasion uh, um, uh, until Gaza in Gaza until the safe release of the hostages is what they're is what they're claiming uh, Joe Biden said he had nothing to do with that cut six with uh, Prime Minister Netanyahu who obviously you've known uh, for decades and you had a very emotional trip there last week to Israel have you sought assurances from him that he will hold off on a ground invasion into Gaza until the safe relief release of the hostages can be assured and of course those include uh, 10 unaccounted for Americans no. What I have indicated to him is that if that's possible to get these folks out safely, that's what he should do. It's their decision. But I did not demand it. I pointed out to him, if it's real, it should be done. Thank you. <laughs> if it's real, then it should be done. I thank you. Uh, I'm going to take a nap now. One one more, and then we'll get to what's coming up on the Dawn Show. Um <laughs> He starts rambling at, about a proposal he had to build a, a railroad all the way through the Middle East. <laughs> he loves building railroads. He's like a little toy train conductor. That's seven. <laughs> we want to, for example, at the, G, at the G20, we were able to act on a proposal I had to bring to build a railroad all the way from Riyadh, all the way through the Middle East, Saudi Arabia, Israel, up through Greece, and then across the, not the railroad, but pipeline across the, the, the Mediterranean up into Europe. 
Right, and then it'll loop back to New York City, right? And Joe wants to just build railroads everywhere. He wants to build train tracks across the Indian, across the Pacific. <laughs> guy, the guy can't even finish the wall, and he's trying to he's trying to build. That's unbelievable. He's such a clown. And then he doesn't even know what he. I'm telling you, and then he confuses me. And I don't even I know. know what he's getting at. Yeah. No, but what yeah. are you going to do? What are you going to do? <laughs> All right. Uh, that'll do it for Cut Sheet Part Do The Dawn Show five minutes out, and we find out what she has lined up at 10 o'clock this morning. Yeah, we have a lot developing right now. Obviously watching for that urgent manhunt and lockdowns and a lot of people in fear in Maine with a so-called madman on the run, dozens injured and many killed in that one. So we'll update you on that as well. Uh, a live debate between the... Well, one of the two people debating right now uh, will be the next mayor of Philadelphia. What does that mean for Philadelphia? And a sign, I'll say, gone with the wind, a huge landmark in South Jersey, quite controversial. But does it mean Democrats are going down in New Jersey? I'll break that down as well with yesterday's implosion. 10.05, retired Sergeant Mark Fuzetti will join us. Ah. Yes. And we'll expand on We'll talk about not just crime, but thinking about officers' morale. Yeah. We just had, um, I mean, this week we had the, the funeral of one officer, and within less than 24 hours, the first-degree murder charges reinstated of right. another officer. Also ask him about Rob Thompson. He's <laughs> He really wants him fired. Yeah. He can't stop tweeting about it. <laughs> Sergeant Mark Fu coming up in nine minutes. I love there that. Yeah. Yeah. Cr- we got crime in baseball. <laughs> and coming our own Pastor Bill Devlin uh, has just returned from Israel, can give us the perspective of many people of faith. And he's a, a Christian man, pastor. He's been there many times, as well as a Purple Heart awardee and military veteran what he saw what he experienced he'll give us his insights coming up in the 11 a.m hour all right the dawn show in just a couple of minutes as we wrap it up with who won twitter today who won twitter lucy 39 wins twitter says the nine to five girl uh should get the odyssey app and listen to kale and company in the morning on her way into work at rich Dioli on the way home yep. uh from work i do that every day on my hour and a half drive and it's enjoyable yeah makes your true. work day fly by it's true that's, that's what, what we're we here should, for we should have just said there get the odyssey yep. app listen to 1210 wphd all day I'm just paid to get you from point A to point B. (laughs) That's all I'm paid to do. All right, that'll do it for us. The Dawn Show is next. And right now, Dawn Stenzel with a word for Parks Casino. Yeah, because October means so much fun, action, entertainment, excitement at Pennsylvania's number one casino experience. I'm talking about the one and only Parks Casino. Hottest entertainment is going to keep you coming back for more. Thousands of -of state-of-the-art slots, table games, best sports book on the entire East Coast. Joe Conklin's Comedy Night with, of course, New York's best comedy club comedians every other Thursday night and the best local bands every weekend only at 360 Lounge. So don't miss what's coming up at the Excite Center. Nicole Byer from Netflix nailed it. Thursday, November 9th. Then on the 10th, Chris Isaac. Then November 17th, Howie Mandel. That's on a Friday. And Thursday, November 30th, Aaron Lewis. Friday, December 15th, Michael Carbonero. Parks, the ultimate destination for so much fun, entertainment. Of course, free parking, valet parking, EV charging stations. For all things Parks Casino, just go to PARXCasino.com. Yeah, this is how you win. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.